Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. George, how are you? So far, so good, man. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm I'm happy to know that uh, bullet hell games still not my thing. You know, like I, <laughs> I I made that assessment a couple weeks ago when we recorded our last episode. And uh, then I kind of thought, like, hey, you know, I haven't played a game like this in a long time. Like, I got mad, you know, thumb actions now that I didn't have right. when I was a kid. Like, maybe? No. Nope. Not a, not even a little bit. So, so, still a hard pass on these, huh? Uh, so, this is where it actually was a little bit surprising. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I was just as bad at it as I thought I would be. Yeah. That's reasonable because, I mean, <clears throat> you don't have to be good at it in order to enjoy it. So even if you just like cuts around the sandbox literal of the first level, you know, and you're like having a blast and, you know, you're just like a, a three year old just like look sand, you know, like doesn't matter that you're not, you know, building rockets to the moon. So, hey, you know, yeah. as, yeah. Long, as long as you're not like playing the game thinking like, hey, if I were to jump off a cliff. Do I think that would be more entertaining than what I'm doing right now? Yeah, no, it, it never, it never quite got to that point. It did when I was, when I was done. I was, I was sure that I was done. So here, let's do the admit, <laughs> the administrative at the top. Uh, so we played Gradius Three, uh, which is the uh, fifth game in the Gradius series, and then uh, it's actually it's an art. It's not really. It's, it's not, <laughs> I saw the kind of eyebrow raise. Like, is it? Um, yeah, uh, no, actually, I mean, I was 100% in because I was, you know, like Final Fantasy 4 is really three or whatever. I was like, I mean, maybe, I don't know. That's true. That at that time in history, Americans were just like, what is even counting? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so does that even count, bro? So it was an arcade game. Uh, it, it was an arcade series that they then, you know, brought to consoles once consoles were kind of powerful enough. Um, and a quick aside to that. Uh, you may have noticed while you were playing uh, that if there was more than one things on screen, the frame rate just totally fell into the toilet. Absolutely. And and, and I kind of <laughs> wonder. I was like, is it is it me? Like, am I somehow screwing this up? So <laughs> so I did a quick bit of googling around and found some old like old Nintendo magazines and old like gamer magazines where they have have archived their articles on the internet now mm -hmm. and turns out no that really affected every single person on every single cartridge it was just it was still in that time when arcade hardware was basically a pc and console hardware mm. was not that so <laughs> so when you ported something you know i mean just like our experience with golden axe like you you recognize like oh this was obviously an arcade game that they then brought to home console Yes. No, actually, that was one of the things and that, that does tie into visuals that I noticed is, you know, the first level you go through and kind of everything's cool. And then once you get to the bubble level oh. and you start <laughs> you start blasting bubbles apart, like, yeah, the frame rate drops to a crawl, which, to be fair, I liked. Yes. Because because <laughs> it was awesome because, like, all of a sudden, like, everything's moving way slow and you're like, oh, man, this is way easier to react to now that you know like everything's moving like it's molasses so 
like uh, when because uh, uh, Aaron watched me play this, I um I was like playing it. And I was just like, I'm happy about this situation. <laughs> like this, this, this has gotten better. So win. <laughs> yeah, I I had basically the same feeling, especially because I'm so terrible at bullet hell games. I was like, well, there's okay. So now there's things moving a little bit slower. Um, huh. And then like I started reading through those articles and I was like, oh, turns out every like nine year old had basically the same feeling. Like I'm angry at this game for taking my quarters. So now that it's not playing correctly and it's like eight frames per second, I'm kind of okay with this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, that was, uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you also had that, but to be fair, I, I actually do remember that. Like, so through, Ooh. through my nostalgia clock, it's like, I remembered it slowing down. I played this game more than I should have as a kid. Like, I don't know why, but I did play this game a fair amount. Yeah, so this was when you suggested this as a possible option. I I looked at the the box art and I looked at a couple screenshots and I was like, I firmly remember that this is a game that existed and that I probably played it, and those memories are now lost to me. So like, <laughs> I kind of went in with a weird because I mean, I, not playing a lot of bullet hell games because I wasn't particularly good at them, and that was mostly an arcade thing uh, when we were kids is. I was like, well, if I'm thinking of any bullet hell game ever, I'm basically thinking of this one. So hmm. I have nice. nostalgia goggles for the concept, but not, <laughs> not necessarily like this game specifically. But I mean, they all play like nearly identically. They're, they're, yeah. it, it's a it's a tried and true formula. It's just they, they basically just reskin it. You know, it's like the ship looks a little bit different. The bad guys look a little, a little bit different. Probably some of the minor mechanics change, but that's about it. Yeah, and and on that note, uh, on the visuals like looking a little bit different, um, I thought the visuals were actually great. Like I would say these these pixel arty graphics held up phenomenally well. I, yeah, I actually I really enjoyed the visuals. I thought that um, also the uh, the enemy design was very varied and unique and enjoyable. You know, especially um, among the bosses. The, yes. The, the Some of the ships are just palette swaps, like, oh, this one takes two shots, and that one only takes one shot. But, I mean, the every boss is completely unique. Yeah, and and, and kind of, like, cool-looking and fun, because, like, you know, the first boss is that giant earwig, you know? and then Yeah, it's like a big antlion thing. Yeah, and then, <clears throat> in my mind, it was always the um, earwigs that they used in Star Trek Wrath of Khan. Yeah, totally, yep. I mean, that's, that's disgusting, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it, it also, to, to me, it reminds me of the antlion uh, boss in Final Fantasy 2 in America, 4 in Japan. Because, mm. I mean, it, it it's kind of got like a, a dung beetle mouth, like the huge mm -hmm. pincers mm -hmm. that go way out in front of it. Yeah. And that, that's what the antlion looked like. In, uh, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Same color yeah. and everything. I think the earwigs in Star Trek were black, weren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. But because this was on the Super Nintendo, which is what I had at my dad's house, and I pretty much watched an unconscionable amount of Star Trek at my dad's <laughs> house, you know, like those two things, visuals were often close to one another. Yeah, in no, I, I, I definitely follow you. Yeah. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, the uh, the uh, unlike some other games where everything is just basically palette swaps, like I was always interested to get to the next level because also all of the the level designs themselves were very, very unique and interesting, you know, because the first one's like sand level and then bubble level and then 
like forest level and so, <laughs> and, but, and then everything becomes on fire and then weird whatever <laughs> easter island head level <laughs> <laughs> that was so i did i agree with you that the visuals are varied and they're they're lovely i did on on like my second or third like session of playing i I had like the glass shattering moment where I was like, what's all this fire even doing in space? And I, <laughs> I, I had to, I had to like really like firmly push that back into the, uh, what do you call it? The, the suspension of disbelief. Like, yeah, I know it's a video game and I know there are far more absurd things I've dealt with in video games, but it's just something about like the space bubbles, the space fire, the space, the tiki heads are actually not the weirdest part, um, but it, it was just like I I couldn't like once that glass was shattered, I really had to remind myself like yes, it's a video game. There's fire in space. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> it's not the first time that that that, that, that has been done, but uh, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I really thought like all the visuals were um, very varied and so and thus like interesting, you know, because you know with with a game like this, it's like well, what's one of the you know like core aesthetics to it, and I I. I was at least drawing a little bit on discovery because I wanted to know what the next level looked like, you know? So, yeah. uh, I see so, that. you know, I got, yeah. So I was like excited to be like, yeah, I beat this boss. Now what's this next one going to look like? And then he's like, Oh, everything's on fire world because sure. <laughs> because and hell, then, yeah, hell in space. Yeah. And then, so the unfortunate thing, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to it when we get there, but is why I got so depressed when I hit the brick wall of my skill level, <laughs> because I was like, Oh, I wanted to see more. I can't get past this though. So. Yeah. I, I did. When I, when I was looking up some of those uh, articles about the, the frame rates and, and the move from the arcade, they did what I can only assume is like classic. Let's port this game and change things for seemingly no reason. Where there's mm. a few less levels, which is probably a memory issue. That's okay, fine. But like level six on the arcade is like level two on the console. And then like level two <laughs> on the console is like level nine on the arcade. And like there's just, it's not just that the game is shorter. It's that there were certain levels they were like, ah, oh, this is a weak level. So maybe we'll drop that one. But then they also reordered them slightly. Huh. That's, yeah. That's odd. I wonder what. Yeah. I, I'm sure there was some, you know, because I mean, games at this time were not made by a crew of 10,000 and a massive company. It was like probably 15 people. And, yeah. you know, so so one of them or a few of them were probably like, you know, I always thought this level kind of sucked and we're kind of running tight on space. So let's let's kick that one. And these two, instead of having them back to back, they'll make more sense if they're in a different order. And I just, I can't I can't imagine those meetings being enjoyable. No, no, because I'm sure that they got like way more granular than they needed to. And it's like, oh, well, this one, this one has a fire component and this other one has a fire component. So we really can't have those back to back. But then what if this is like, oh, but I don't like this boss leading into it's like, oh, oh, and, oh, and, I, and I'm trying to imagine the schoolyard arguments of like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, the, the fifth level, the fire one. It's like, actually, in the arcade one, the fire one is the seventh level. You plebeian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. G generally speaking, if. I say, you know, like, oh, I really enjoyed this game, you know, particularly this one aspect of it. And the person says, actually, in that tone, <laughs> like, I have no investment in the next thing that they're going to like, like, there's nothing that they can say that that's going to follow that that's going to be worthwhile. You know, yeah, I mean, th this is the bane of all 
all people on the internet, but like women and minorities especially, is men come white men coming out of the woodwork of Twitter and Reddit to well actually all over them. Yeah, yeah. It's just especially when you know you say like, oh, I actually really enjoyed this game. It was it was it was very enjoyable. Actually, the real reason why it's like. I don't like you <laughs> yeah, no, very we're, much. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're done here, done forever. Um, uh, one other thing I will say about the the enemies, uh, since you mentioned the, them looking different, is the I felt like the way they looked, it was always pretty clearly communicated to me if they were going to behave differently than a similar enemy. And the bubble mm. stage is a good example of that because there's one spot where the little bug guys come out and they're in a bubble. And you have to pop the bubble and then you can hurt them, right? Which is like you just shot 100 million bubbles. So the game made it clear to you how the bubble mechanic works. And then they also introduced the little uh, thing that screwed me pretty hard on my first couple (laughs) plays where if you let bubble guy go off screen, they will actually Mm -hmm. exit the bubble on their own and go after you from the back. Yes. Yes. That, that they will. Um, yeah, there were definitely some areas like that. There was at one point where I was like soaring along and I was in like the upper left hand corner and just bad guy came in from out out screen and I just literally couldn't react fast enough. And it killed me. So there were a couple of times when that happened. But considering the age of the game, I was surprised at how few times when I died, I I thought like, you know, that the game didn't telegraph well enough, like that the visuals weren't clear enough that i knew where i was going and it's like i had to make a couple of bad decisions or risky decisions in a row before all of a sudden i'm like now i'm cornered past the point of return you know yeah and so i think part of that is that like for instance all of the turrets look like turrets and they're pointed and angled in the direction of like the bullets they're going to be firing at you (laughs) you know so it's like so you know looking at that i can immediately say especially because you know they're like tracking you right i can immediately say like that thing's probably going to start shooting bullets at me, you know? And then, so I thought that they did a good job with those kinds of, like, the enemy design was as such that I, most of the time, knew what that enemy was going to do. Yeah, and there's, um, in, like, volcanoes in space, there's um, an area, like you do, there's an area where, like, the ceiling can fall on you, and there's, like, turrets hidden in there i guess they must be hidden unless they grew in there so (laughs) i don't know this is like their deployment method for turrets i guess um but uh the the ceiling like shakes just a tiny bit right before it falls and if you're directly underneath it and you see the shaking you're screwed but you will remember like oh i need to watch for parts of the ceiling that are shaking and not being too close to the ceiling because in this volcanoes in space world that might mm-hmm. happen sometimes. Yeah. So there's a lot going on on screen. And I mean, it, it's an arcade game. They're definitely trying to kill you, right? Because yeah. they, they want right. your money. But there were only a couple of times where I was just like, <sighs> yeah. you know, like most of the time I was like frustrated because I am bad at this, but not like the game is cheating. Uh, yeah, agreed. And, and especially because I didn't know that it used to be an arcade game, but I... I do remember this style of game and I expected to be way more frustrated than I was, you know? So I, I mean, win on that thing. I mean, I, I feel though that as these episodes continue on that my bar keeps getting lower because like, 
getting like like slugged out like with like these games. I'm like, oh, I remember this. This was fun. It's like, blam, you know. And so like like now I'm at the point where uh, where I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know what? I uh, I played this game and I left playing the game not feeling like I wanted to shoot somebody. So this is how you're going to reach enlightenment. <laughs> yeah, the, the game must have been doing something right, you know. Um, <laughs> And uh, and so yeah, so I, I thought that the uh, also too to speak on the visuals that the contrast between you and the enemies was enough that like I you know there was never anything going on in the background or um, or in the foreground or uh, even with all of the stuff moving around I always had a firm grasp of where I was and where I was in relationship to all of the bad guys and yeah. so I felt that the visuals were at least crisp enough for that and also like. Um, I don't know, and we'll get into it in more detail in a bit, but I don't know which what loadout you picked. Um, I tried a few different ones. I, yeah, I, I tried a few different ones, that, and, and we can get into it later. But I, my shield, I, I often picked the barrier shield, right? Yeah. And I thought they did a good job considering how tight that is to your ship that I was never confused as to whether or not my shield was still active, you yes. know? Yeah, because so, it, it like shrinks a little bit as you take damage. Exactly. So I, the, even that, the visual was distinct enough for each phase of the shield that I could tell you like, oh, well, I've taken one or two or three hits, you know? So, <laughs> so the, the, the shield where it like, it's the little spinny thing, which mm -hmm. I guess is all the shield types except barrier, but they, they're positioned differently. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> every time, every yes. single time. I know time, where you're going with it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I activated it, and those things come flying from off the screen. Yep, and, and track <laughs> and track on you with like unreasonable speed. I had a little heart attack. Oh yeah, no, because with, it, with, it looks like the game has just decided, like, yeah, we're, we're gonna kill you now. Yeah, no, with, with, with sphincter clenching accuracy, they come flying out of nowhere. Because so, like I said, like, I was generally using the barrier shield, but then. Um, uh, you know, I, I played a little bit with Aaron, and Aaron uh, decided to spite me for some reason. So she just picked a random loadout, and mm. so I had no idea what like any of my stuff did. And so, uh, so, so I activated my shield, fully expecting the barrier shield to activate, <laughs> and then like, you know, all of a sudden, like to these two enemies, as far as I'm concerned, come like screaming <laughs> out of nowhere through several walls. Yeah, you know, like, yep. and I and. And so I just started screaming profanities. <laughs> and, 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 and and Aaron turned to me like, whoa, whoa, what's what's going on? And I'm like, oh yeah, nothing. I just I just saw my death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What bothers me is that I, I probably until I switched to the barrier shield, I probably had that experience six times. And every single time I was like, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. Oh, wait. Whew, okay okay and then like five minutes later just oh god oh god oh god oh god yeah because <laughs> all your brain does is just it's processing like that's moving impossibly fast with impossible accuracy at you and that's all your brain can do before like and it does seem like time almost dilates because <laughs> i mean that animation probably takes like one to three seconds somewhere oh, yeah. in there but it, but it feels like an eternity yeah it does like you know like you, you just feel your adrenal gland like gush <laughs> like adrenaline into your body as, as you're like as you're like fight or flight i mean the so. the the option thing doesn't come from nowhere like it comes out of your butt like you drop it out of the ship yeah 
Yeah, yeah, that that one is in the the big giant circle. Oh, um, speaking of, did you ever get the option stealer? Did that guy ever show up for you? Um, so I'm gonna say yes, but only because in hindsight I recognized the effects of it. So, uh, man, we're just like, there's no way I don't. We apparently cannot like follow the the, no. the agenda, yep. so we're just we're just doing this. Yeah, um, it's fine. So like, I I was I had the four like spinny ones where they like rotate around you. Oh yeah, and I got to a boss, so the the scrolling of the screen stopped, and I was like, wait how do I only have three now? How did, <laughs> like literally how did that happen? Because as far as I could tell under no circumstances, do they take damage? No, so no, not I, as far as I could tell. Yeah. So I was like, how, how did this happen? So there's actually an enemy that eats your options. Yeah, no. So what, what happened to me and I can totally link this back to visuals. So, so bear with me is, um, <laughs> is so, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm just like flying along doing, doing my thing. And I was using the, uh, the F option, you know, so they're like big old wings, which is probably why I was able to key mm. into it a little bit better. Yeah. And so, and I was just, I was rocking out, man. I hadn't been touched in forever, you know? Um, and then all of a sudden, like it, it shows up behind you and it makes a little like you, 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 you kind of noise. And it tracks you pretty tightly, you know, so I see that. And so I like pull into like the center of the screen and I'm trying to, you know, kind of gauge what's going on and why this, because it's, it's a weird insect looking thing. And so I just don't want any of that. <laughs> and so, so it did it like fires out at you. And I was like, okay, so then I like drop down to get behind it so I can shoot at it. And then it turns like on a really tight arc, or at least this is the way I remember it. Maybe I'm also just <laughs> projecting. Yeah, like like it's like horror goggles, like they're nostalgia goggles <laughs> and horror goggles. But yeah, so it just comes out and and I think it's gonna like kill me, you know. But instead, it just like snatched one of my orbs and left. And I was like, oh, was that the you've been playing the game too well, bot? Screw you, man. But then you know, moved on with life. But yeah, it, it is a little cheap. Yeah, but but again, I do think that you know, for me personally, the, the the visuals were still stark enough that like I, my attention was drawn to this thing. Where it's like, hey, hey, we're going to dick you over now. I was like, <laughs> be, be advised. Oh, oh. Yeah, but, but, but it is still the visuals were crisp enough that it was like, be advised, this unfair thing is about to happen to you. Yeah, I think in in the games, in the defense of the visuals, uh, I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly, when that happened to me, I was in Space on Fireland, <laughs> where there's a lot going. Not because there's more on the screen, but because it's all flashing. So yeah. like there, there's just a lot happening visually. So I'm not surprised if that's where this one enemy that does this one bizarre thing happened. That I was like, oh my god, I can't tell what's happening. Um, and, and just to put, put my stamp on visuals, um, unless you have anything else you want to add, the, nope. the only time I felt like the frame rate thing was an issue is if I got hit by a bullet that hadn't been visible to me a moment ago. And mm -hmm. to be fair, that I honestly don't believe that that happened very many times, but that is... That's the the trade-off of like you are essentially moving at flash like speeds because everything is going so slow. But right. but if you if there's an object or an obstacle that you are not trying to avoid because it's literally cloaked, then that's a little crappy. But I, I really don't think that cost me many ships. I think most of the time I died is because I just died. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I don't think that I can't think of a time when that happened to me. So, uh, yeah, you know, and, and again, it's it's I don't like you were saying it was a limitation of the software. So, yeah. you know, it's not like the developer said, like, you know, what we're going to do put in this really <laughs> bizarre buggy glitch. It's more like there is this bizarre buggy glitch that exists, like make some lemonade out of this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, yes, music and sound and beeps and boops um so i don't i don't i can't explain this as well as i i pretend to have explained the mode 7 thing but different companies were famous for different sound effects styles because i mean you had a limited number of instruments there's a limited number of Mm -hmm. sounds that can be generated by the system at a time so it's like you know if you have a, a an 88 key grand piano you can do very different things than if you have like a six key child's like baby's first piano. So, (laughs) so certain companies tended to have like a signature sound effect. Like you can, you can usually tell like, Oh, this is a square game. That's a Capcom game. That's a Nintendo game. Like they, they had like very familiar things. And this was a Konami game. And I don't know if it's just coincidence or what, but it, so many of the sound effects and many of the musical scores, which is, a little different, right? Because, I mean, that's a melody. Sounded right. a lot like one of my favorite games from my childhood, this RPG called Soul Blazer. Hmm. And, and like, that just basically... It, it's like if a friend recommends, like, a movie to you, like, you go into it with certain expectations. Because, like, mm-hmm. once I realized, oh, all of this music sounds like Soul Blazer, like, I just gave it <laughs> so much more of a pass. Because I was like, oh, you know Soul Blazer? I love Soul Blazer. <laughs> like, <laughs> we go way back. Yeah, so it, it, it's it's just kind of like, you know, somebody walks up to you and is like, oh, man, you know, I really, I really, really liked, you know, Captain America Civil War. It's like, I also love Captain America Civil War. Oh, yeah, no, I remember one time when I was watching it while I was driving and I accidentally, like, ran my car into a phone <laughs> pole. And, and and you're like, e- wait, no, I'm <laughs> wait, okay. Wait. <laughs> that that took a little bit of a turn, but I'm, I'm still a little bit more forgiving because we were just talking about this amazing thing that we both liked. And obviously, hey. that's it. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I, I, I found... I mean, I didn't have the same kind of memory for the music that that you probably had, but I, I was like, I am enjoying all of this music. Like, I'm aware of it, and I am enjoying it. Yeah, I was I was in the same boat, especially with the music. You know, I, I didn't remember, and I even I probably couldn't even hum you the music now. It's not to me incredibly <laughs> memorable, but it is enjoyable. You know, it's just kind of like fun, whatever. One of the things I did notice uh, that I thought was very important that they did with the audio is there are very crisp audio cues as to when you're damaging bad guys. Yes. You know? And because at one point, you know, Aaron said to me, it's like, how do you know that you're hitting him? I'm like, do you hear that? And it's like, yeah. I'm like, that every time you hear that noise, that means I've dealt them one damage, whatever, one damage unit, you know? Yeah. One one hurt. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like that a lot because <laughs> you got hurts as a measure of frequency or hurts as a measure of unit damage. I'm actually referencing the terrible American translation of the original Dragon Warrior, where you mm-hmm. had two damage spells. One was called Hurt, and the other one was called Hurt More. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I, I, yeah, I got it. They, they used to pay, like, Indonesians who spoke neither English or Japanese to translate <laughs> Japanese video games when they localize them. So as well, yeah. the, the most hilarious translations come from the er, er, the late eighties and early nineties. 
Oh yeah, because there's like the the you know like all your base and like all that fun stuff. Yeah, all all that stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, what happens when you pay someone who speaks neither language to do a translation. Yeah, they, they are just try, they are just desperately trying their best. Oh, yeah. But uh, but I thought that like I said, I, and I'm not sure how incredibly common because I think this may be the only bullet hell game, certainly the only one I played with any regularity. So I don't know how common that technique is with this genre of game, but I thought it was invaluable and, and incredibly important because otherwise I would have been frustrated and like, not sure if I was doing anything, but even when, you know, with most of the bad guys, even with the visuals, they do a great job showing you like, Hey, this is their weak point. Hey, Hey, yeah. this is, this is where to shoot. But even barring that, even if I was just firing wildly, I could tell you whether or not I was dealing damage, you know? Well, I mean, the the enemy design, I felt like is such that they didn't have to do the full Legend of Zelda, like blinky, <laughs> glowy red vulnerability spot. Right. But but their design, like the, the bubble enemy is like, well, I know that the bubbles just pop and there's a thing inside this bubble. So I right. probably need to hit the thing inside the bubble. And yeah. like the the dragon snake looking enemy again, like mm-hmm. me- metal dragons in space, why not? Um, but there's a they make like a distinct metally noise when you hit them, mm. and only enemies make that noise. Like yeah, exactly. Wall, walls don't make that noise, so right. this is like your cue that hey, this one takes a bunch of shots. You can yeah. kill it, but it's gonna take like a whole bunch. And then yeah, when they explode, exactly. they have a very satisfying like kind of noise. Yeah, I really did uh, enjoy the um, the enemy death noise. Um, unlike some other games that we may have played, where the enemy <laughs> death noise was less enjoyable, was um, nightmare inducing. <laughs> that I, I still wake up to in dead sweats and panics. Uh, yeah, no, I, I thought that it was it was appropriately satisfying. Even even killing like uh, the little bases on like the bomb that would open up and shoot ships at you, mm, you yeah. know. Yeah, you know, like you, especially you would shoot at them and they'd make that little metal noise and then you'd kill it and it, you know, make the exploding noise. Um, but if you could get like a dead on hit with a rocket, it would just give that exploding noise like right away. And I don't know, like I I enjoyed that because I enjoyed hearing that noise, you know? Yeah, yeah and the, they did a lot of really excellent theming with the music as well because you know just like you know when you're hitting an enemy, you know when you've changed areas, you know when you've gotten onto a new stage. Because some of the stages have multiple like kind of areas and the music changes a little bit in them where you just fly mm-hmm. between and there's no boss. Um, but then there's also uh, pretty good attention to detail paid on like, the first stage is like very like space adventure. And then when you get to the fire stage, it's like kind of heavy. Like there's a lot of... <laughs> There's a lot of bass in it. There's a lot more driving. Like, it's very reminiscent of the hell level in Soul Blazer. But it's like, it's it's very kind of like, oh, things are serious now. Like, before I was on like a fun space adventure and then I went through like the bubble world and the music was a little different. And then I went through like this other spot and, and, you know, the music was a little different. And then you get to hell world. You're like, oh, this is like the serious angry music. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting (laughs) into the point where things have gone from, you know, not real to quite real. Yeah. It it has the, the, uh, I function has become squared. Like (laughs) it is now squared. Think things have gotten real. (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, gigantic nerd. <laughs> so, 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 says the person who, who's like, you know, sitting down saying, hey, you know what we should do? Play these old video games and pick them apart. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, no I mean, you're in good company. Yeah. I was going to say, no, like, <laughs> like, like, let's both like pour ourselves a snifter of brandy in our glass house and stare at <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah, no, so, uh, overall though, yeah, I did think that the, um, uh, so in some of the other games that we've played that the sound was either a horrifying and <laughs> nightmare inducing or B didn't add anything you know it was like oh okay you know you need music because you just don't want to have the the dead air you know but i thought that both the music and the sound effects complemented the gameplay which is not you know ubiquitously true especially from games of this era you know yeah i mean it, it makes it feel more thought out more like a complete package and in this particular genre of game uh like you were saying the the sound effects are giving you necessary information like, yes, there there's things you need to know that the visuals couldn't necessarily communicate because even even in a world where there were no frame rate issues and they had unlimited processing power, like adding a different visual indicator when you're hurting an enemy versus when you're not would mm -hmm. would just be piling on more visual information in a game that by its design is already visually overwhelming. So. Yes outsourcing some of that to audio not only relieves some of the pressure on your visual processing but it, i mean it makes sense like yeah your a projectile is striking an object like yes you're in space but like it it would generate a sound because fire yeah. in space yeah absolutely and i think that um for for my own personal things both the enemy design for the visuals like um were, was very good because it does generally for instance even the earwig dude he's got these like huge arms big old body and then a different colored blue orb in the dead center of his body. I'm like, I'm gonna shoot here. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a swing at that, you know. And so then you do, and it makes a, you know. It's like, so it's it's the game immediately letting you know you guessed correctly that is his weak point, you know. So yeah, even the um, oh what was it the the giant tiki heads the the actual the boss tiki heads. Right? Oh yeah, we, yeah, where you have to shoot him in the mouth. <laughs> As you do, I mean, uh, it's it's kind of like in, uh, in 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 Buffy when you know, she says like I'm gonna stab her in the heart. It's like, well, she's not a vampire. You'd be surprised at how many things that'll kill. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna shoot him in the mouth. Well, yeah, that's not necessarily the weak point. It's like I'm gonna try anyways. But for this one, it well, actually this, this is a perfect example of the the sound and the visuals working together to communicate information to the player because I actually I was shooting the little heads that they spat out. Mm -hmm. And then I I got to I got into a rhythm where I was shooting the heads and I was like I'm not I'm not visually making any progress of any kind like right. I'm not confident that there's going to be a fixed number of these heads and once I've shot all of them they will stop <laughs> and so then I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna just start shooting things and seeing if I get any kind of different reaction because I've been trained up until this point to expect a different reaction. And right. when I, I went down low enough that I was hitting them in the mouth, the whole screen shakes, some yep. rocks fall down. It makes like a, a, a crumbly rock noise, like, you know, an earthquakey kind of noise. And I was like, oh, 
that's where I have to shoot them. Like it didn't have to be a big flashing red spot. It didn't have to look anything like the vulnerabilities on the other monsters because they communicated information to me like, Hey, the, the world only shakes when you shoot them in the mouth. Yeah. And, and so far not having the world shake and not shooting in the mouth hasn't been getting you anywhere. So you might as well try this. And, and, uh, and this can, can kind of segue us from, you know, uh, audio to, uh, to, to others, but um, that's actually one of the things I, I read recently uh, as why video games help you learn is because literally you're being handed a universe that has none of the physics necessarily of the one that we inhabit, right? So the game designers have to say, like, what, how fast can we teach you, you know? And so they, they, they do these sorts of things. I just think that it's so impressive where it's it's uh it's kind of like uh, god and futurama where he says you know like when you do things right people shouldn't be sure you've done anything at all so when i was a kid i couldn't have told you why i knew where to shoot i just knew because everything keyed me into it you know yeah and I, I know i've probably told this story to you a million times and maybe even <laughs> on this show before but um in the on my second playthrough of the last of us uh during mm-hmm. the opening cinematic um, I had gone the entire first playthrough without ever caving anybody's skull in with a brick. And then <laughs> a zombie like jumps on you and your brother caves his skull in with a brick. And I literally turned to Susan and I was like, I'll bet you can hit guys with bricks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they showed me that for a reason. This game <laughs> has proven to me that they don't give you superfluous and useless information. If they bothered yeah. to show a guy's skull getting caved in with a brick, I'll bet I can cave guys' skulls in with a brick. <laughs> and lo and behold, you can. <laughs> and like, and that's like, even though that game is like super realistic, there's no reason as a seasoned video game player to just assume that that's something the game engine would afford me. Just like right. when I was playing Gradius and, and I actually got to do some two player with Susan, um, one of us, I can't remember who it was probably me, but like one of us flew into the sand dune right at the beginning and exploded. And I was like, well, yeah, it's a, of course, it's a solid object. Like, <laughs> like what, once I saw it happen, I was like, yes, obviously that is the way that that should have responded. But until it responded that way, knowing that video games can be video gamey, I had no reason to just assume that it would. Right. Yeah. No, I think that, uh, um, I, uh, again, yeah, like with most of my deaths, I just, I really did feel that it's like I was, I had been given enough information to suss out that, that this, this thing, whatever it was, was going to kill me. And like, uh, one of the examples, um, that I thought was, uh, interesting is that there are the, those orbs, right. That shoot out like whatever bullets, right. Cause oh, bullet yeah, hell yeah. Game. Yeah. um, but now most of the orbs would shoot like one or two, but these shoot like nine in every direction, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like a clock face of of like like 12 directions. Yeah, so the first time like they show up, they enter into the screen, get like maybe two or three centimeters into the screen and fire that burst, you know? So unless you are like hard up against the back of the screen and really close to this new enemy you've never seen before, you have enough time to see that and then... And, and by the time the bullets get to you, they're wide enough that they're not even a threat. And then two more come on. And it's like, that's the actual challenge, you know, right. but they did a great job with like all that sort of stuff where, you know, you, if you're behaving normally in the fact that you can just assume that you're holding down the 
fire button always and generally trying to dodge stuff, you'll get the telegraph before like, like unhappiness befalls you. Yeah. Agreed. And, and that actually is, I think a good segue into controls because, um, why even have a fire button? Like who lets go over the fire button? <laughs> that's, that's actually a reasonable point. I didn't think about that where, you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's it's just it's it's uh it's a a A b f always be firing (laughs) yeah yeah no absolutely so um for controls and like overall um gameplay i thought the controls were pretty tight honestly um one of the mechanics that they did that relays directly to the controls that i thought was an interesting choice and 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 i thought really nice was the speed up function yeah so that's kind of cool because that means that you get to pick the speed of your ship, you know? Now, obviously, you should only – you got to use it once because yeah. you're not <laughs> – if you if you really want to have any degree of functionality, you have to use it once. But then, you know, I personally would always put a second one on there because I wanted that, like, extra little bit of maneuver maneuverability. Sometimes that would, like, bite me in the butt because <laughs> that loosens out the controls a little bit, you know? So I thought that was an interesting – and I, I personally thought an enjoyable choice. Yeah, the so the thing when because I'd already been playing for a while, and then I asked her if she wanted to play with me so I could see what, like what the two player experience was like, and, and I realized how how much is a foregone conclusion if you are a seasoned video game player, but how even that breaks down between like epics and genres, like someone who would look at. A te- like a Tetris style puzzle game, they have all of these preconceived notions and they automatically make these assumptions. When I was trying to explain the power up mechanic to her, like I got half a sentence in before I was like, this is so stupid and video gamey. Like you collect, <laughs> you collect those things. And then when it stops on the power up you want, you hit that button. But if it goes too far, you got to keep collecting them until it loops around again. Like, like it's just it's <laughs> a super video gamey and I don't know anything about what the arcade cabinet was like but it would be nice if on the arcade cabinet there were just six buttons and you could mm. just and I'm sure that they didn't do that because part of the strategy is that the stuff like the option and the shield you have to save up like you have to earn those more right. expensive upgrades and I get that but this is one place where like the the visuals kind of break down is that that information is only serviced through trial and error there's nothing yeah. that communicates to the player like this is the more expensive toy, this is the less expensive toy. This is money yeah. and if you save up money you can get the more <laughs> expensive toy. Like you just have to figure that out. Yeah, and and that's unfortunately uh where where my rose-colored glasses um goggles of some kind uh <laughs> afforded me um a, a certain a certain advantage because i remember that system very well you know so like the minute i picked up the controller i was immediately like this is how it works and and i but i agree with you because i did have to explain it to aaron and it took some explaining you know yeah. well because um, it, it just it feels and there's nothing wrong with this but it, it's this kind of game feels very video gamey right yeah like you're not in an immersive world like you're you're playing a video game like you totally yeah. are and that's fine but it becomes, you know, an order of magnitude more video gamey when you have to explain, like, oh, the floating boxes at the bottom, 
They're kind of like, <laughs> like where these powers come from is not very clear, but like that thing that has covered in spikes and definitely looks like it would kill you. That's money. Like it's, yeah. it's just a weird, I mean, that is, you know, it's, it's an arcade game. Yeah. That is one unit power up. The, uh, the other thing too, um, on, on that same note that I just always thought, I always thought it was weird is the fact that you can either have laser or double, uh, you know? Uh, yes. yes, and I mean, because you would be, like, super overpowered, but it is massively <laughs> frustrating. Yeah, yeah, because, like, to me, I would have just gotten rid of because I, I don't know how your f- thoughts on laser, this. But, laser, but who, laser, laser, yeah, right, laser. Right, right, yeah. No, <laughs> so, it's, obviously, it's, laser. It's clearly the better option. I don't know why double <laughs> exists in the game. So, for for those um, who, who haven't played, you know, the, the double is, like, an additional, you know, bullet gun, and then the lasers are lasers. Yes. So, <laughs> so, I mean, obviously lasers, you know? So, yeah. So it, I would always get frustrated when, you know, I'd be collecting my my power monies and uh, and then, like, hit the button. I'd be like, oh, no, wait. And, <laughs> and, and so not only did I lose something that I wanted, the lasers, get something I didn't want, I'm now out of power-ups. So I need to, like, now wait even longer to get this thing back that i already had so that was mildly frustrating it didn't happen as often as it could have but it did happen more times than i'd like to admit to so so here's the question so uh which which laser Ooh, um the uh so the one that i played the most with this time now there was i had a different choice when i was younger but this one because I'm, i'm i'm old man george now i went with the ripple laser so I was married to the ripple laser at first because I was like, I'm not an amazing shot and I want something yep. that covers the most physical space. Exactly. But I did want to try the others and I gave I gave a solid nod to the um the the one that you have to power up and then it fires oh, yeah? a massive death ball. Not because I liked it, but that confirmed to me something else uh about the the double gun, which is the game actually supports different play styles, like different buildouts, depending on your weaknesses. Like if you are constantly getting killed from behind, you should probably use the gun that fires up and behind you. Right. You know, yeah. so I mean, like if if you just can't, your intention is always in front of you and you cannot direct your attention behind you, like there's a gun to help alleviate that problem. If you're constantly being shot by like enemies that are on the bottom and you don't want to go down there because you're going to crash, like, there's the spread bomb like missile that hits the ground and then like tracks along the ground a little bit. So there are actually weapons for different playstyles, which I thought was pretty cool. And that the power up laser is the I am a really good shot and I know exactly when I need to shoot. <laughs> and that is not me. But I really respect that they afford you those different options. Um, the one that I used the most at first was the ripple. And then I switched to the. I think it's called the C laser, the one that looks like a, yes. a thin beam. And yes. the reason once I tried that one, I then stuck with it is because if something hits the side of that, it will kill them. Mm. So it, it creates a line across the screen and you don't have to hit them like with the spear head. If they touch right. the shaft of the spear, they also die. And I was like, well, this is a poor shot's dream. Like, <laughs> you, you, you basically, you get like 20 chances to hit an enemy. Yeah, I think though, um, and and so 
Yeah, so uh, the reason why I went with the Ripple predominantly was because it's just big AOE, whatever. The oh, one yes. that I used to play with, and I played with a little bit um, on this one, I was just kind of like, a part of me you know, was like, ah, I remember the day when I used to be way better at this, you know? But um, was a sea laser with um, normal option, right? So like all of the... Um, Is that like the little J underneath you? No, that's, I think that's S option. Oh, jeez. No- <laughs> yeah. No, get it together, Lions. You know, come on. <laughs> no, so, Did you so even nor- play the game? <laughs> um, but yeah, so the normal option is the one where they always trail behind you, you know? So like, oh, you and move they forward. like mirror what you do, yeah. Right. The reason why I like that one is because on enemies like, uh, and on most of the bosses, they have like a very distinct weak zone right Mm. so if you have all of your options you just line them all up so that way they're all on top of each other and then you fire your concentrated beam you just blast through them yeah yeah see that that makes sense for that play style whereas i went with the the rotating one so that Uh, i I was just rocketing hate out into space in like every (laughs) conceivable direction at all times What uh? What was your okay? So there's speed, speed up. Um, what was your uh missile choice? Um, I was using the double forward for a while, and then yep, when I started using the crazy laser, I went to the the double back because mm-hmm. I was like, I want, I want something to prevent me from feeling like I just got screwed by an enemy who's slightly off screen behind me. So that right. that gave me a certain amount of like security blanket. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that, so yeah, actually, I did the. I think it's Hawkwind or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> they have crazy yeah. names, and there's lots of random abbreviations. Yeah, but yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I did the forward missiles generally. I, I, I tried. I played with a lot of them, but you know, the, my go-to was the forward missiles, um, F option, and the ripple laser, barrier shield. And then at first, I was doing the Mega Crush Ultimate. You know. Mm. Um, where it just like kills everything on the screen. I was like, oh yeah, that's awesome. And then I re- realized that barrier restore is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. So t- tell okay. So first <laughs> off, what difficulty were you playing on? Easy. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I, I, I like me. <laughs> okay. So a, a quick aside to that. So uh, yes, absolutely, no question. Easy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Sue actually did ask me, um, if I was going to play on hard just to see like how badly I would get obliterated on hard. And Mm -hmm. I accidentally on one of my playthroughs left it on normal. And that was hard enough. (laughs) I was like, no, no, I don't really need to, I I don't, I don't need to do this research. I can, (laughs) I I can extrapolate from incomplete data what that experience would be like. Yeah. Actually funny for me. So like I was playing on easy, easy, easy. Right. And uh, and I only have the one controller, so uh, I wanted to let Aaron like we were gonna switch off, and um, and so we didn't actually end up doing the two player experience because of the way the controller it didn't work very well, so it was fine. But I forgot to set her mode to easy, right? Yes, very nice. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I just you know set player one, got all my stuff configured, and then Aaron actually was kind of she said you know wait did you set mine to easy too? And I said, no. So, um, you know, the, the white male played through the game on easy mode and Ugh. then, 
with <laughs> with less experience, time, more energy, she was forced to play on a higher difficulty level. And she was like, I don't like how much of an allegory for life this has become so quickly. And I was like, Yep. Well, anyways, here it is on normal mode. And then the game, you know, like yeah. just also I'm out of quarters. Do you have any quarters? Do you have like <laughs> maybe for every three quarters you spend, like could you then tack on a fourth one and I'll just spend three? Like, let's yeah, like, how, how can we? Start? Yeah, no, that's um, that's right up there with like the sibling that doesn't realize their controller is not plugged in. Yeah. And you're, you're just playing single player. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, you're doing so great. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, I did. I played the first round on on normal, and then I died pretty quickly. And uh, (laughs) and it was like, you wish to continue? And I was like, not really. I'm gonna knock it down to easy. And then once I put it on easy, I was like, all right, this is in in, actually I thought enjoyable. Um, so speaking of playthroughs, though. Let's let's talk quickly about difficulty spikes. <laughs> <laughs> more more specifically directly related to when you die and the game suddenly being ratcheted up to 11. Yeah, which is <laughs> I, my assumption and I'm I'm trying to think positively of strangers from 30 years ago, but my <laughs> assumption is these people said, "Oh, it would be It'd be so unfair, even for an arcade game where we're trying to get quarters out of people, if we if we just made them start the level over at the beginning. I mean, that, that seems so unreasonable. We'll have these checkpoints throughout the level, and as you cross through them, if you die, that's where you'll restart. Oh, and, and they'll have all of their weapons and things that they had when they died? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Mm. No. no, no. <laughs> then, then this is less of a gift. This is less of a uh, let me take you out to dinner gift, and more of a here's a puppy gift, where <laughs> like your intentions may have been positive, but you've really caused more problems than not. Yeah. Well, especially because you know the idea of it's like oh well you know we'll we'll give them this checkpoint and um whatever it was that they were doing before they killed them, we'll just make them face that exact same challenge, but with significantly fewer resources. <laughs> yep. you know? So, I mean, it would, it, it would be like if, you know, I, I went, went jogging, you know, and I was like, Oh man, I tried to run a 5k. I just couldn't do it. And it's like, how about this, man? We'll, we'll, we'll start you halfway through the 5k. You just have to pull this truck. And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> It's it's not running the 5K, but this is I would I would prefer to just have run the 5K. Like, please kick me back to the beginning of the level, give me a chance to get some power ups, so that way I can actually make a solid attempt at this. Yeah, I mean and, the the cynic in me definitely thinks this is intentionally more difficult, but disguised as a generous gift, so that <laughs> you will continue to pump quarters in, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. As well, and and also, if we want to, if we want to be cynical, I'm sure, certain that that's what it is. Because the idea is that you want to, you would want to put in more quarters because otherwise, you would lose something should you stop playing. You know, like if it, if it always bumped you back to the like the beginning of the level, then you, it's less of a sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, you know. So you're more likely to like walk away from that versus like, no, I'm already three quarters of the way through the level. It's like, yeah, actually you would be better off if they started you <laughs> at the beginning of the level, yeah, but you de- feel definitely. like you're, yeah. Um, and, and so then from a game design standpoint, like I do feel for the game designers because that mechanic is almost impossible to, des- to design around yeah. because 
you have no idea like if if I'm going in there with all of my four options power ups and lasers and a barrier shield and all of my power ups set to restore my barrier shield should it be <laughs> lost, which was like my like that was you know my baseline right yeah yeah you are in now situ- as super powered as you can be right any situation I'm dealing with is a radically different experience than <laughs> if I'm literally struggling to get the power up to just simply move at an appropriate speed, <laughs> you know? So, so hilariously, um, what, what Aaron and I decided to do was switch off playing at death, right? No, oh, nice. um, death or levels. And I obviously, I played the game before she played and I played it a lot as a kid. So I was more skilled. And so whenever I would, so what would happen is normally I'd complete a level and hand it off to her. And then she'd die in the middle of the level and just hand hand the controller to me and be like, Hey, guess who's inheriting my problems. And like, (laughs) so I was consistently playing the game in that capacity, like always in the middle of the level with like no power ups. I'd like slowly scrap my way back to the middle of like getting all these power ups left and then hand it off at the end of the level. <laughs> and then she'd be like, yay, he's dead. Your problem again. <laughs> Fix it. That's uh, see you. I know you have no siblings, but see you. You would have made a fine older brother because that's <laughs> not not a, as speaking as a younger brother. Not every older brother is capable of doing that stuff. <laughs> My brother was great. I love you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I just thought that that was like particularly interesting because you know I'd be jamming through whatever, and then there would be sometimes where I would like die, and I'd be and and so. Once you die, the slippery, muddy slope that you start to like roll down is steep indeed. Because it's like once you lose one life, your chances of losing like four or five in quick succession is high. Yeah. Um. So I feel like there's a, one thing I need to talk about, just because I kind of want to know what your reaction to this was. But, um, having a full, clear memory of this game, uh. Mm-hmm. Were you at all put out by the fact that they ask your gender and your horoscope sign, your astrological sign on the the, no, the no. score screen? Because I had no memory of that. And when that came up, I was like, are you are you coming on to me? Like, what what is happening right now? Are we going to grab a drink after this? I mean, yeah. like. Yeah, and, and, and Susan, then, Susan's interpretation of it was equally dark, like, because it, it pops up and she was like, what are they thinking? Like you're gonna spot someone, and you're like, oh, that, that lady got a super high score, and she's my sign. <laughs> oh my! I gotta seek her out. The hundred thousand Sagittarius. Oh, we've heard legends of him, her. Yeah. Um, and then and then like later on, it like smash cuts to like you at a bar with like a drink and the game sitting in the <laughs> chair next to you with its drink. You know. Um, the, yeah. The, no. The you only know, right <laughs> choice in that case. um yeah you know that i i don't i don't know that that didn't bug me um i just to be fair i also put very very little thought into it like the minute that it popped up it's like hey you got your high score i was like cool high score and it's like gender and i was like male sure you know astrological sign i'm like oh neat i like astrological signs like i was like the motown singer who was just kind of like you know oh man you know you're gonna give me you know five bucks for all of my songs you know like Sure, yes. where do I sign? Having not been a big arcade game player as a kid, 
and and like just console life, right? Like I yeah. I wasn't big in arcades and I wasn't big in like early PC gaming or modern PC gaming for that matter, but like <laughs> I I just I always lived console life. So like when that popped up and it was like, "Oh, enter your initials." I was like, "Man, if there was ever any doubt in my mind that this was an arcade port, like this this is the absolute you know, uh, you know, ultimate red flag for for a, a console port from the arcade, mm. and then I expected that to be the one and only question I got asked was my initials, and then it's like, oh, by the way, also gender and sign. I was like, mm, that's uh, two hundred percent more questions than I was expecting uh, for one thing, and those questions in particular. Uh, we don't know each other that well, Grady. It's like, like get, get out of here. Like, you're drunk. Go home. <laughs> oh, Gradius. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> so uh, now I'm picturing, like, you know, at what point – so did, did you enter that information or did you, like, scorched earth? Uh, so this was did actually – Did you lie? The, did you the, lie well, this, this is a funny coincidence. So, um, of course, like you would always expect – uh, the male option is the default one, and then my As sign, do, my <laughs> sign is the first one in the the astrological table. <laughs> so I lied about my initials and then told the truth about everything else by proxy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing is it is it's like I just you know it's it it'd be funny. I mean, no, it'd be terrifying, but you know. Funny from a narrative standpoint, if it's like initials, but like let's assume it's not all all on the same screen. So if it's like initials, yeah, okay, initials, you know, you know, gender, uh, male, sure, astrological sign, um, th- this one, social security number, you know, like <laughs> one, wh- two, wait, <laughs> d- date of birth, make a model of the first car, you know, like. <laughs> like at what point did Gradius become like a fishing scheme? You know, <laughs> childhood best friend's name. <laughs> <laughs> mother's maiden name it's like i don't no i don't want to do this anymore yeah, people you, don't you need to know my score this badly yeah and so then then all of a sudden you like start to like you know just put in random information or like opt out and gradius says like are you sure you want to leave this high score on the table you're you know like yeah so uh so no i didn't get that vibe from it <laughs> yeah i mean it wasn't quite that extreme but it was it was somewhere in between the, those two things <laughs> It, yeah, it was it was definitely more information. To if I'm being entirely honest, I would probably say that I got a little bit of a kick out of it simply because when I was much younger, I didn't know the symbol for my astrological sign. So knowing that off the top of my mm. head this time, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm an adult now. I know stuff. So I <laughs> this think is that was the like only my, useful thing I've learned in the intervening twenty years. Uh, pre- pretty much. Yep. <laughs> Uh, we're fathers. Anyways, so <laughs> um wah, wah, wah. Wah, sad trombone. Um yeah, so uh so overall that um that didn't bug me. So so then let's one one, one thing I, I would like to ask is generally speaking, you I, I think that your um at least response time on uh on most of the games has been better in the sense that you have been getting further in the games. So that your patience is is higher, one or the other. But uh, uh, neither of those sound right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how, how far through the game did you get? No, th- this is exciting to me because I'm I've been sitting on something that I actually said to Erin, and I don't think that she bothered to communicate to you, which is even more exciting. And <laughs> so if if I if I drop this bombshell and you it just rolls right off you and it's a dud, that's gonna bum me out a little bit. But you don't have to fake 
a reaction. You can be genuine. Um, my of my own ability, I got through. Um, I, I guess the volcano level, or I mm-hmm. got most of the way through the volcano level where you get to the part where you have to like shoot out the little pink, so you can like fly through. Oh, it's yeah. it's like wall or no, it's sand the first time. Yeah, the, yeah. the pink is in like the, the bonus stage. Yeah, so there's the sand and you have to like shoot it out to make a way through. Um mm-hmm. I got I think I got past that a couple of times of my own volition. And then while I was doing some just like tangential research, I found out that this is a Konami game and the Konami mm-hmm. code works. Does it? It you know? super does. <laughs> Yeah, because that's actually a thing, because I knew it was a Konami game, and I was like, oh, man, I should check to see if the Konami code works. And then I just didn't. And I can't really say, like, why. I just didn't. But, yeah, yeah. and what does it do? Uh, it gives you full everything. Nice. Yeah, so if whatever your special weapon is, not the laser. So if you, it gives you the whatever the double is. Um, right. And then full shield, full um, option. And then you still have to manually do speed up and switch to laser. Hmm. That, um, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Also, if your barrier gets worn down, you can just enter it again. And then it just, just fully your powers back, back up. Here's the thing, though. So just to make sure you are, in fact, a human who grew up at the time in history you say you grew up in, what is the Konami code? sorry and and and, yeah no because come on where's your pop culture at up up down down left right left right ba start ba start yeah i I was gonna say yeah ba start but i I couldn't remember if it was baba or ba start you know yeah so here's the thing if you were a kid at this time in history and you were writing this down to give this code to your friend like like say you you found out that this code worked and you were going to write it down on a piece of paper and give it to me how would you write it down i would normally write do like up arrow up arrow down arrow down arrow you know left arrow like all the arrows like out to the sides and then ba and then okay. start that that is a perfectly acceptable answer and i probably would have done the same thing mm-hmm. the shorthand that i i often saw this stuff written in was the first letter so u u d d l r l r b a start because they're it's all letters right when you get to the buttons so then it it all works out well here's the thing someone (laughs) at konami decided to be cute because you enter this from the pause screen so Mm -hmm. you pause you enter the konami code and then you actually see the animation slightly change like your shield starts your the options start to come out of you and then you hit start and then the animation finishes. Well, when you see the code written out, it's written out U U D D L R L R B A start, but it's not up up down down left right left right B A start. It's up up down down L R L R B A start. Yeah, huh. because the Super Nintendo controller invented shoulder buttons and they were called L and R. Here's the thing. If you enter it with left, right, left, right, BA start, you see the exact same animation, and the moment you unpause it, you die. <laughs> <laughs> that is delightful. So I spent probably about three or four minutes dying before <laughs> I was like, I, I kind of had to stop and like put the controller down, and I was like, okay, think. There's no way 
that if they included this in the game, all it does is kill you. So I am surely doing something wrong. So just like just a little bit of, you know, diving in the internet. And I found like a thousand forum posts where people were just like, and then, you know, (laughs) one nice person would come in and like, you know, hold up the beacon of light among all of the dark trolls who were making fun (laughs) of this person. And they were like, it's written out U U D D L R L R. You actually have to use L and R. And then I did that and it works. And I was like, ah, thank you. One nice person on the internet. <laughs> and that is the one nice person. on the internet. Like it's just them and no one else. Now, like, I like that. So in my mind, like, you know, you are the, sh- the captain of the Gradius, right? <laughs> You're sitting there in your cockpit. Right. And, and, and there's, there's like two buttons on your control panel. There's the self-destruct button and the like super powered button. And you're like, oh man, I really need a superpower. And then like you slip and you hit the button wrong the first time. And you're like, oh, okay, I got it. And you hit the button wrong in the second time. And it's just like like smash cuts like three minutes later, and you're like, okay, this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and it really it it did kind of have until I realized the the trick you know some programmer was playing on me i was kind of like why does my ship even have this button (laughs) what what is the utility of this button like if i'm supposed to be a brave space pilot and i'm fighting these what are are we the evil invading aliens what is the mission here i I don't know and i did (laughs) want to talk about this because i don't I don't know any of the plot to any of this. Um, I mean, the, there's a little opening cinematic where you see your ship inside a much yeah. larger ship, and then yep. you come out of the much larger ship, and then you fly off and immediately start killing what appear to Everyone. be hostile aliens. But I mean, maybe you're invading them. Yeah. No. Okay. So let's 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 think it because I don't I don't have a theory on this yet. But like, okay. So one that that was the thing. So I watched the whole intro to see if I could glean something. And yeah. So all you get is that you know you're just out of the ship and then like gone, right? So you're definitely fighting a some kind of a militarized esque you know thing because yeah, they, they have, have turrets, turrets and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. They have other ships which are. Um significantly smaller generally than your ship so so you definitely are fighting other militaries but they're wildly different in you know kind kind and type so you could make the argument that you have you have gone rogue to some degree and like maybe like (laughs) maybe maybe you're like on the battlestar galactica so like this is like the last human ship and you were just exterminating like all alien life because yeah, I mean like there's like the, the different places you go to, that's not that's not something that heroes do, you know. Like, well, like none of them seem. None of the. I don't think they ever show the pilot, but presumably the pilot is you, a human being. And none of the places right. you go seem even mildly hospitable to a human being. Like you are yeah. clearly going to alien worlds and seeking out aliens and murdering them. To maybe seek out new maybe life you have and a <laughs> and murder it. And maybe murder maybe you them. have a super good reason for finding all these alien species and murdering them. Like maybe it's a like an spoilers for Ender's Game come in here, but maybe it's like an Ender's Game <laughs> scenario where like the only winning move is to 
go to their house and kick the door in and shoot everyone inside. Yeah, um, and just yeah, yeah. But it, but it's, I, um, it, it certainly seems like you went to where they live and are now attacking them. Yeah, I would, I would say too that I, I it's just again, it's not. Hmm. You don't have any strong evidence one way or another, but the tone is in the same way that a single plumber like rampaging through several <laughs> territories and, and beating many sentient things near half to death with their own homes. You know, it's not something that heroes do. Um, this None of this feels like something heroes do, especially because most of the bad guys that you fight aren't mechanical. They're biological, or at least they look that way. You know, you think most I'd say like 50 50. Well, I didn't use the Konami code, so I didn't get as far as you did. Well, how far did you get? <laughs> um, I got to the uh, the that that tech level where you have to like fly at the speed of holy crap. Oh, yeah, 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 that 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 drained my lives pr- pretty proper. But then I actually managed to get all the way through it. And so like the boss music plays up. I'm like, yeah, man, where's this boss coming? And then he just came in from behind nudged me to death and that was my last <laughs> life and i was like all right yeah. <laughs> and that was just that was as far as i got no so you know uh after the tiki heads you actually fight like the the next boss after the tiki heads but before the one you're talking about is like another spaceship yes i thought that was before the tiki heads because i thought okay so Ooh, you might be e- right there's earwig man bubble man right uh, then um spaceship right because there's a spaceship because that's the volcano level right yep and so then there, there's no that, the, that the thing in the volcano is oh crap let's not dwell on this too long there's the volcano level yeah there's the volcano level and and that boss is a spaceship and then after that there's the tiki heads mm-hmm. and then after that there's um the the dual dragons of like whatever yep. a fire world right yeah, du- dueling dragons yeah yeah dueling dragons yeah and then um and then the 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 tech level okay so th- this will make you feel better mm-hmm. i did not make it to the boss of the tech level oh okay cheating <laughs> <laughs> okay I do, I, I do feel a little bit better. thank you yeah no, <laughs> i told you i'm not my thing <laughs> not, not, not my game and I was funny because when you told me like the, the thing for the Konami code, I'm like, that's still like if you got past that level, that's skill independent of the Konami code because, you know, it's speed based. It's all yeah. speed and reaction pretty much, you know. So, so but out of those six, only two of them are ships. Yeah. Yeah. So you're but most of the individual enemies look like yeah. little, little ships. Right. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. I was thinking mostly bosses you oh, yeah, know? The, yeah the bosses are mostly biological which means right. you're you're going to the the home world maybe of these aliens and murdering them yeah and murdering their you know like leaders you know so that just i mean they look like monsters but you know i don't want to judge a monster by its cover so yeah, yeah no, I, this is definitely from the the james t kirk school of interacting with alien species <laughs> to punch them as opposed to the Picard school of interacting with alien species where you try and talk to them. Yeah, exactly. Like at no point do I see me and my spaceship like putting it in the park and hailing the dual dragons and saying, you know, Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. (laughs) Like that's not, 
I, I never Shaka when the walls fell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, none of that, none of that happens. So, um, so yeah, I'm gonna say that at a minimum. Okay, so we at at I do not think that we are the heroes. At a minimum, <laughs> we are a soldier in a war. You know, and with most wars, it's written by the victor, right? Yeah. You know, like. Like the, most wars aren't don't have a definitively, you know, hero side and not hero side, you know. So if we go with let's let's go with that then. So if it is a war and war is history is written by the victors war and never none of us beat the game, <laughs> <laughs> then we are definitively the villains because they beat us. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that all seems fair. I was really, really afraid for a second there that you were going to say like, we're an individual sh- soldier in this greater war and we're just following orders we don't necessarily agree with to which I was going to have to say that there's not a great history of that defense being utilized. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, nope. no, I, no, I, no, I was not going in that direction, <laughs> but then it, that would also be kind of interesting though, because like if we assume that we are Sp- sol- space Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're <laughs> definitely, yeah, yeah. We're definitely space Nazis. Um, but if we assume though that uh, that we are like a soldier in a greater war, imagine the scope of that war because we single-handedly take out like several alien bases, you know, like it seemed like entire world. So imagine the the spance that that war zone must like be in, you know, it 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 would it, it's almost like as big as like the time war, you know, and like that's why like Doctor had to like shut it all down because it was like rampaging through time. Yeah, I'm. This is another one of those things. Uh, I can't remember which game we were talking about when I threw down this similar bit of uh, dedication to the cause, but I could probably look this up, and I'm just not, you know, gonna. Um, it's w- way more fun to wax poetic about, but I, I'm willing to guess that in the arcade there was either no story, or the story was part of like a, a like a loading screen crawl or something. Mm. And then in the console version, this information was almost always offloaded to the instruction manual. Right. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So, yeah. So, and, and I'm sure that, you know, like the actual canonical thing is, you know, like, you know, you're one of the last surviving blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like generic hero, you know, heroes never heroes never die kind of, you know, <laughs> whatever nonsense. But I don't know. I, I like the idea of, you know, it being ambiguous, you know, like. And and we're definitely hitting home territories. Like we are, at you know, we are the evil invading alien. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're just winning a war that has justice on our side. But we're we're th- these aren't military installations generally that we're attacking. And I think that's actually a statement in and of itself. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, th- this is from the. Um, there's one good guy on the screen, and it's you, and everything else is a bad guy. School of game design, um, right. So- so on the one hand, I want to say like, oh, we're we're projecting way too much onto it. On the other hand, it's obviously incredibly fun to do that. And <laughs> on, on the third hand, um, because we're one of the aliens with three hands, um, I don't yep. want to just assume like, oh, game designers back in the day were all stupid. Like maybe there is like a super epic story and, and it's just lost in some instruction manual we will never yep. bother to Google for. Lost, lost the time. Although I will say, 
for the record, for anybody listening, if at any point in time you find yourself beset on all sides by enemies and for some reason you are the only one who thinks that you should be fighting <laughs> in this particular scenario, you might want to take a step back and think that maybe you're the problem, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, because yeah. when you're the only when you're the only hero in the narrative, maybe you're not the hero. <laughs> yeah, I uh I, I had a, a friend, uh, I was at over at his house and, uh, we were quite a bit older, not quite adults, but you know, older, young, young adults. And, uh, his, his father was talking about how he had moved a lot as a kid and how they always ended up next to jerky neighbors that they didn't get along with. And finally, <laughs> his, after like the third or fourth tale of them moving his son my friend was just like maybe your parents were the jerks and that's why you never got along with your neighbors yeah and i was just like huh that's this is a valuable life lesson about how to view the world because oh yeah the narrative is not about you yeah exactly like you know unless you have like the best hair in the world you may sometimes win the game of find the pro tag you know yeah um <laughs> I always love that the more succinct uh, one for, for that, this just that joke where it's, you know, like the, you know, wife calls her husband saying, you're like, hey, did you hear that there's a man driving the wrong way on the highway? He's like, one, there's hundreds, you know, <laughs> yes. like that old one. That That's just what I always think of. It. It's just like, yeah, then if, if, if everybody else is doing something different than you, it just you may you may still be yeah, right. Just entertain the possibility that yeah. you're wrong. <laughs> just take a step back, think about it. It's like when you're building in the demon alarm for <laughs> an, ins- an installation. You know, just take a step, just take a minute, and think: What am I doing that requires this particular alarm? You know, like yeah. the the snooze button. That one I understood. The fire alarm, absolutely. Yeah. The demons invading from hell, what are we working on here? Yeah, so yeah, just like, I'd like a little bit more information, you know? <laughs> so then that brings us, I think, to the, the final question, uh, which is unfortunately more for you and, and a little bit less so for me this time. Um, does it hold up? I, honestly, yes, I think so. Um, I, I, I actually genuinely enjoyed my time playing this game. Um uh it did they have a fr- it's frustrating moments yes um one of the other things that you know it like many games of its time is that you know once you do die out at a certain point i didn't want to slog through everything to get back to that point generally yeah. but i would say for a a play session of anywhere between half an hour to maybe an hour it was really enjoyable i i I actually think it holds up. I would recommend this to somebody who likes this type of game. How about you? I'm I'm in a similar position, you know, minus the, the nostalgia goggles for this particular title and the love of this genre. But even with those two um, kind of buffs absent from its, its scoring, I still like, I enjoyed playing it and I could even imagine like, it's like, well, I have this game. Like, if I want to play like an old arcade style like Twitch shooter, you know, a bullet hell game, like I'd I'd reach for this like crazy yeah. frame rate nonsense and all. Like it it's especially out of the context of an arcade. Like I wouldn't put quarters into this like <laughs> unless I was in an arcade and I just wanted to see like, oh, what's the difference between the arcade version and the console version? Like how similarly do they play? Is it that different with a stick compared to a D-pad? Like 
but to to sit there and just pump dollar after dollar into it like that's out of the question but right like you know i i've only i only have memories of a few other bullet hell games that i played and they were usually the um the top down style where instead of mm-hmm. going left mm-hmm. to right you're going bottom to top yeah like uh was it uh galga stuff like that galga there was uh one i think called 1942 that was like world war ii themed oh neat okay yeah i mean you know they're they're all as you said they're all different skins on the exact same experience but right you know with with very (laughs) very minor differences but um i don't i don't remember either of those games the 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 top you know traveling up one um, I don't know if, if they're actually different or if they were harder or if it's just a, a quirk of, of my memory, but like I have more fondness for the left to right style, mm-hmm. like Gradius style than, than those ones. So like, I, you know, every once in a while, like, it's like eh, I'm going to, uh, I feel like flying through s- sand hills in space for some reason. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Like, like I said, I think that it's, it's, if you, if you are looking to play an old school bullet hell game, this is a good one to do that. Like it is, if you're if you're looking to play a a narrative intense RPG, don't play this game because it's <laughs> it's not that it, it's not that. But if if you are looking for this genre of game, yeah, I absolutely think it holds up. I think I like I said I really enjoyed it enough to the point where I like play sat down played it, took my notes, and then sat down and played it again. You know, because I was just kind of like, oh, I, I can tolerate this unlike some of the other games that we played where i'm like i did my i did my time and i'm not going <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm with you and that that actually for me was a little um a little bit of a relief because i was yes. like oh, i was like oh man bullet hell game like i'm i know going into this that it's not that my expect expectations are low like oh i'm i'm above these kinds of games it's i fully expected to play in like five minute bursts like nice. Like I'm gonna play for five minutes. I'm gonna break my controller, and then I'm gonna have to wait two days to get another one from Amazon, and then I'm gonna play for another five <laughs> minutes. Like that. That was the experience I was afraid I was settling down for, and I tried to go into it with an open mind. But I was even bracing myself for frustration. I was more than pleasantly surprised. I was like, this, this isn't something that every weekend I'm gonna, you know, tell my family like, oh, leave me alone. I have to go play Gradius Three, but. But I, I still like enjoyed it and and could imagine going back to it again. Which, considering yeah. the way I went into the experience, is like a pretty significant win. Oh yeah, no. If you if you go into any situation expecting to be like, I expect this to be barely tolerable, and expect to have my sanity tested, and then walk <laughs> out being like, yeah, that was pretty fun. Like that's a that's kind of a slam dunk from a game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. What was I going to say? Some of the effect of like you know, it's uh. It's good. It's enjoyable. I was really happy that we enjoyed it because, um, you know, just lately, it seems like we've been on kind of a streak of um, increasingly frustrating <laughs> games for me. So I was starting to worry that I'm like, maybe just I've got to reset my standards. But this was, I like I said, like I enjoyed it. So I was like, oh, good. Oh, thank, thank, thank God. Like I'm not this old curmudgeon. Like I can still, <laughs> it, I can still find joy in these. Yeah. Yay. So that I mean, that was my win. You you are an old curmudgeon, but you also can still find joy in them. <laughs> yeah, those those two things are not mutual. I, I did fall into an either or fallacy, and that's on me. So I I am I'm looking forward to because I I mean I I played a ton. Mostly I played RPGs growing up. Like, did you play a lot of RPGs from this era? Um, I don't think you really did. No. 
Yeah. So eventually we're going to have to cross that chasm. And the only thing that I'm, I'm concerned for is, is being able to put in the time to yeah. give it the, you know, the, the dedication it deserves. Cause playing a, an arcade game like golden ax from 89 or whatever it was, or 88 is like, yeah, you can play five hours of that and you have seen all that you need to see. Even if you only get one stage in and you just keep dying repeatedly, like you have five hours worth of experience on what this experience is. But right. the first five hours of Final Fantasy VI is not the last five hours of Final Fantasy VI, like, right. or the 15 in between those two sets of five. So like, there's, there's definitely a bigger time commitment. Um, I think we'll probably end up stopping at an action RPG along the way. Like, um, what's that one? The guy with the green hat. Um, he's got like hair and like a green, it's like a sword and a shield. Um, super Mario RPG. When you play as Luigi, that's it. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. sorry. I, th- I thought, I thought for a minute there that you were going to say, uh, you know, let, uh, legend of Zelda link to the past, but yeah, then p- I remembered pink, that, pink, um, pink uh, sometime along the way you lost your soul <laughs> and, um, he had, he had so he had of pink course. hair. Every, everyone knows this. <laughs> there's, so there's God. What was the? There's some insane reason that they gave him pink hair, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I, yeah. No. Check yourself. Go look at a screenshot of Link to the Past. He has pink hair. Did, yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> All right. No. Yeah. No. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll bite. <laughs> I don't know. If, I also don't know what that's about, but uh, it, it, it had they wanted him to like stand out from the backgrounds in a more prominent way, or or they'd already used all the colors they could use on his sprite model, mm-hmm. and so they they used pink somewhere else. So they used, it's something weird. Hey, you know, don't 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 hair shame him. You know, like he he made that that choice. That's the style that he likes, and you know, I mean, like he saved the world from yeah. a giant pig monster. So bunch of times, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. And then, well, it depends on the timeline. And on that note, yeah, yeah, no. the, there we have to cut it, lest we accidentally have a whole second episode. <laughs> just, on, just on on timelines and and, and time. It, it, Link's timeline makes a lot of Star Trek TNG time travel episodes look weak by comparison. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll cross that bridge eventually, depending on the amount of generosity I can muster in my soul. <laughs> well, well, we, we, here, here's hoping. <laughs> the curtain falls, the music plays, the credits roll, then it all fades to black, and you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head. From the time that you spent traversing the land, battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand, your memories creeping with the end of a smile. Save the day, then on all the 
for the ride.